Flick Magnet is an adult-centered podcast. There is nudity, sexual situations. Wait, nudity? Yeah, nudity. On an audio podcast? Yeah, not to mention violence and cursing. Viewer discretion is advised. The nudity is going to be in your head with your imagination. Perverts. Alrighty then. Have you ever been called into work on your day off? Has your ex, now current girlfriend, had sex with a dead man on a toilet in the back of a convenience store thinking it was you? If so, that's weird. Have we got a movie for you? We're doing 1994's Kevin Smith's cult classic, Clerks. Here's Johnny. Go ahead. Make my day. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm 37. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. And here we are, Flick Magnet, episode one. Very first episode. I'm your host, Jay. Cross from me is Mr. Robert Kelly. Hey, how's it going, everybody? My heterosexual life mate, podcasting partner. Oh, That's yeah. That's fitting for today's show. Yes, it is. Right? So, a uh, brief uh, introduction. We're, uh, we're a movie review show. We're going to cover all decades, right? All genres. All genres. And if you have... A particular movie you want us to cover, you can contact us on our Facebook at Flick Magnet, on Twitter, Flick Magnet Pod, Instagram, Flick Magnet. See a theme here? Email flickmagnetpod at yahoo.com. That's the easiest way to reach us. So simple. With that, let's play the trailer. Salsa shark. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Throughout history, they have been a part of our American life. Men and women who have made it their mission to serve their fellow man. They've worked hard enough. Isn't it time? They had their own movie. Clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. I, I don't bother them and they don't bother me. I could do without the people in the video store. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's no ice? You mean I gotta drink this coffee hot? You'd feel a hell of a lot better if you just rip into the occasional customer. You're a clerk, paid to do a job. You can't just do anything you want while you're working. Convenience store, do you run here? Miramax Films presents. You think anybody can see us down here? Why? Do you want to have sex or something? Uh, can we? Clerks. Just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Featuring new music by Soul Asylum, Corrosion of Conformity, Bad Religion, The Jesus Lizard, and music by Alice in Chains. Nineteen ninety four's Clerks, written and directed by Kevin Smith, starring Brian O'Halloran as Dante Hicks, Jeff Anderson as Randall Graves, Marilyn Gelati as Veronica, 
Lisa Spoonhour as Caitlin Bree, also starring Jason Mewes as Jay, and Kevin Smith, also starring his movie as Silent Bob. Bob, did you ever work at a uh, as a clerk? I do that now. You're, well, you're not really a clerk. Uh, yeah. Yeah? I'm a clerk. The best job I ever had in my life was being a clerk at a video store. Whoa, how topical. Easy video. All we did was we hook up the N64 and just play video games, watch uh, old school UFC, Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie, that era, the you 90s. You didn't go into the convenience store next door and watch porn? Well, this was in a, uh, the Kmart strip mall in Belmar. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah. So I actually worked two jobs, and I go next door to GNC. So that's something else. And you want to get into like, the budget now, or you want to do that later? Yeah, why don't we talk about the budget? All right. The budget, 27580 bucks, Bob. Yeah, and he, uh, he made all that budget up by selling his very extensive comic book collection. Uh, $3,000 from his parents he had to borrow. And Kevin Smith also had to max out all his credit cards. Yes, yes. I how to put that in perspective. Kevin Smith, the director, really had to go all in. In order to get this movie made, risky gamble. Yeah, he dropped out of uh, dropped out of a school in Vancouver, the Vancouver Film School. Came home and he wrote this movie. Damn. And the total gross, I'm sorry, opening weekend was thirty one thousand. Wow. So right away he got his money back. But the total gross with the domestic, three million eight hundred ninety four dollars, two hundred and forty. Hey, made a hit. Miramax took a good gamble there. Miramax picked this movie up after it premiered at Sundance, and. Uh, it was the hit of that year. I mean, Sundance being a big film festival. That's the big one. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it did so well that they got picked up, and uh, then they added all the music to the movie, because the, the movie originally had no music. No. Can't afford music. So uh, it was great. An absolute barn burner. Well said. So let's get into that barn burner. Uh, Clerk starts off with Dante Hicks rolling out of his closet to answer a phone call from his boss. Dante is asked to come into work today and open the Quick Stop convenience store. You've been to that store, haven't you? Yes, I have. I went this year. Nice. Dante says that he'll come in, but he's gone by 12 because he has a hockey game. Dante's dog takes a drink from the toilet, and Dante laces up his Doc Martens. Yeah, there's some nice Docs. And he heads off to the store. That's happened to everybody. Oh, At yeah. At least once. Who hasn't been called on the work? That's the worst. Dante opens up the security shutters over the doorway, and as it turns out, the other shutters will not open. So, this doesn't stop the clerk as he takes a bed sheet, and with some shoe polish, he writes, I assure you, we're open. And the reason he couldn't open the shutters is because someone jumped, uh, jammed gum right up into the locks. They jammed it. Really good. It's always raspberry. That's, we're doing that one. <laughs> Villa Vacation. You forgot the one of my favorite parts at the beginning of this movie. It's when he realizes he has no newspapers. So he goes, oh, yes, takes yes. a quarter out of the register, goes to the old school newspaper machine, puts the quarter in, the opens, honor system. opens it up, steals <laughs> all the papers, including the one in the in the window, yep. and then gets his quarterback. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Nice. So in comes a guy who buys a coffee and asks if he can drink it here. Dante's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Then in walks a young lad who asks for a pack of cigarettes. Not a brand, just cigarettes. Did you notice the price of the cigarettes in the background? No. $1.95 yeah. a pack. They're like it's 10 bucks now, right? A, some of them $1.65. They're Heck like 60 yeah. bucks now. 1994. Good year. Uh, the guy with the coffee challenges him on his choice of purchase and then pulls out from his bag a human lung. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was so funny. <laughs> and he puts it right on the counter. 
right? A human yeah. lung. And this lung is damaged from a life of smoking. It's a black lung. <laughs> Getting that black lung popped. <laughs> the guy then pulls out a trach ring from someone who died of throat cancer. The guy just drops it. Oh, God. Uh, the stranger then tells him to chew gum instead. Chewy's gum, to be exact. Dante tells him to take his coffee outside or to stop harassing the customers. Now we are introduced to Jay and Silent Bob out front of the RST video store. Jay says that today is going to be a good day. He says that they're going to make a lot of money, and then they're going to a party, and he's going to bang anything that moves. Yeah. I cleaned that up. Oh, yeah, you did. That was, <laughs> that's one of the best parts of the movie. Makes me laugh every time yeah, he says so it. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, then Silent Bob points to someone on a bike, and Jay says, Doesn't that guy owe me 10 bucks? Yeah, let me know next time I'm going to shit in his bag. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight we're going to rip off his head and take out his soul. And then he pretends to perform fellatio yes. on, on, on Silent, Silent Bob. Bob goes and, and uh, yeah. multiple other people that are not there. Yeah, which is hilarious. He's so ridiculous. Like a circus seal. Circus seal. <laughs> uh, back in the store, the Chulies guy is starting to create a scene as he has the customers all riled up. He says that, yeah, we're all going to die someday, but do we have to pay for it? He then compares Dante doing his job to another group of people that were just doing their job. The Nazis. The Chulies guy denies Dante's command to leave as he is causing a disturbance. He said, instead, he decides to, I'm a paying customer. I'm going to buy a pack of gum. That's right. Chulies gum. Yep. Uh, so he does that. He refuses. One of the other customers tells Dante to smoke his big fat cock. <laughs> so good. Uh, the crowd starts throwing cigarettes at Dante until in walks his girl, Veronica. As they're chanting, cancer merchant. Yeah. Cancer merchant. <laughs> the throwing cigarettes at him. Uh, who breaks it up by spraying them with a fire extinguisher and exposing the Chuli guy for what he is. A Chuli's gum Chuli's gum rep. Dante complains to Veronica how he hates this job and he's not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> now, uh, one of the customers in the beginning, the one who goes, hey, it's that guy who started the riot. Yeah. That guy's going to have multiple roles in this movie. Is he the egg guy, too? Yeah, see, yeah. it's Walt Flanagan, one of Kevin Smith's personal friends. Walt Flanagan, what a name. So, Bob, what are you drinking right now? I'm having a little sip of uh, some Irish whiskey. I'm having a Kona Light Blonde Ale. That's a good beer. I got a variety pack. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, as Dante and Ronnie are laying on the floor behind the counter, they start talking about sex and how women have it easy, according to Dante. Yeah, they just have to be there. He says that women have it easy. They just have to lay there. Oh, God. He says if a woman makes a man come, it's normal. But if a guy makes a woman come, it's talent, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong at all. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> Ronica then pops the question, you know, the question all couples have, the conversation they have at some point in their relationship. How many, right? How many did you sleep with? Dante says 12. He's looking at you, kid. Yeah, including her. Not a big deal. Veronica then tells Dante, after smacking him in the, the head, that including him, she's only had sex with three guys. Wow. Hmm. That's kind of modest. She then tries to guilt him into coming back to school with her as she thinks he's wasting his talents by just being a clerk. So they get up, and there's a customer, and it's William the Idiot Manchild, but Ronnie calls him Snowball. Snowball. Played by producer... Scott Bozier. Really? Yes. Nice. Snowball leaves and Dante asks Ronnie why she calls him that. And she explains to him that he likes it when after he gets a blowjob, you spit the cum in his mouth while kissing him. It's called snowballing. He invented it. I knew someone that 
was into that. Oh, that's so that's weird. so freaking disgusting. No thanks. Yeah. Ronnie then tells Dante that she was the one who snowballed him. And Dante freaks out. And you, we... You suck that guy's dick? Hang on. Here we go. You suck that guy's dick? Yeah. How do you think I knew that he... Wait, but you said you only had sex with three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I never had sex with him. You sucked his dick. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my God. I feel so nauseous. Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks have you sucked? How many? Shut up a second, and I'll tell you. Jesus. He's being a bit of an asshole right here. Girls, you fucked. Yeah, that's different. This is important. How many? the movie yeah so a customer comes up and he waits on him as she's counting yeah. right next to him so funny he's <laughs> your change ma'am well so back to the dicks something like 36 <laughs> what something like 36 oh, your voice. what is that anyway something like 36 does that include me uh oh um, 37 <laughs> she says I'm 37 oh. <laughs> going to class Oh my god. 37. Right. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? So good. Hey, where are you going? Hey, listen, jerk. Until today, you never even knew how many guys I slept with because you never even bothered to ask. Then you act all nonchalant about fucking 12 different girls. Well, I never had sex with 12 different guys. No, but you sucked enough dick. Yeah, I went down on a few guys. A few? And one of those guys was you. The last one I might add, which if you're too stupid to comprehend, means that I've been faithful to you since we met. All the other guys I went with before I met you. So if you want to have a complex about it, go ahead. But don't look at me like I'm the town whore because you were plenty busy yourself before you met me. Well, why did you have to suck that dick? I mean, why couldn't you sleep with him like any other decent person? Because going down isn't a big deal. I used to like a guy we'd make out and sooner or later I'd go down on him. But I only had sex with the guys I loved. I feel sick. I love you. Don't feel sick. Every time I kiss you, I'm going to taste 36 other guys. <laughs> I'm going to school. Maybe later you'll be a bit more rational. I'm 37. I just Goodbye, can't be... Dante. Roddy storms out of the Hey, of try store. not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. Hey, hey, you, get back here. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's talk a minute about what they just talked about. What do you think? Does I, it bother me? I think a blowjob's more personal. Is it? I think so. That's, uh, that's your face. That's your mouth. You use your mouth all the time, all day long, in front of people's faces. That's what they have mouthwash for. Right? And I, I don't know, they... I'm with kind of with Dante on that. It, it doesn't bother me. No. It doesn't bother me well, at no, all. We're adults now. This past is the past. I mean, we all have history, right? Yeah, I so. just think it's funny as hell. I think the whole the whole segment was funny as hell. So good. All right, after that, some old piece of shit comes into the convenience store and it and is bitching to Dante about Randall not being next door to to open the video store at eleven. He says it's now eleven twenty. The guy goes on to insult Randall. And tosses a tape at him, and and he leaves. However, the old POS left his keys there, so Dante tosses them in the trash. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get for uh, for for mocking Dante. The, the, the guy looked like uh, he just walked off like the set of some uh, some mob movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Now we're introduced to Randall, the video store clerk. So outside the store, there's a lady waiting for the store to open. Randall walks up and pretends to be a disgruntled customer. I love this part. Well, yeah, looking, they're looking to rent the movie Dental School. Exactly. The lady says that the video, the video she wants is right there on the wall. The movie Dental School. R- Randall says that that's the same movie he's here for. He 
He then bets her 20 bucks that she won't get to rent the tape. She accepts and he walks He walks away and goes to get key and the tapes from Dante. He's such a dick. He's so funny. Such a dick. Meanwhile, that old guy is walking around. He asks Randall if he's seen his keys. Randall responds simply, no time for Dr. Jones. No time for love, Dr. Jones. That's right. Great movie. And he finally opens a store. Syntax. Now, Randall and Dante are talking about how Dante still hung up on his ex, Caitlin. Randall tells him to forget about her and concentrate on Veronica. Dante reveals that Caitlin cheated on him eight times. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight and a half times. Yeah. Half? <laughs> he, uh, he explains that once at a Halloween party, Dante passed out while still in costume, and Caitlin started hooking up with him. And she called him Brad. He turned the light on, and she freaked out because she thought he was some guy named Brad. Instead, Brad ended up hooking up with someone from the chess team, and now they raise goats together. Nice. <laughs> so I guess that's mentally cheating, I guess? Yes. Right? That's why it's a half. Right. Randall then reveals with the newspaper that she is engaged. Yeah, yeah he was uh, talking to her and said, oh, I'm going to get back with her. But wait a second. Isn't she engaged? Randall then goes back to the video shop where a customer is asking him, while he's on the phone, about to place an order, if they have Happy Scrappy Hero Pup for sale. Randall says yes, and then continues to place his order, pornos. And the order is, but at this time, I'm going to give everyone a chance to uh, change your surroundings, because I'm going to read off every porno title, and some of the titles are pretty bad. So here you go. Okay. You still here? You've been warned. You've been warned. All right, number one's not so bad. Whispers in the wind. To each his own. Put it where it doesn't belong. <laughs> My pipes need cleaning. <laughs> All tip fucking volume eight. I need your cock. <laughs> Ass worshiping rim jobbers. My cunt in eight shafts. Come clean. Come gargling naked sluts. Come buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge blacks cocks with pearly white cum. <laughs> Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Men alone too. The, the KY, KY connection. connection. Pink pussy lips and all holes filled with hard cock. <laughs> oh, this made me laugh every time. God damn it. The lady's, um, she's there holding her little kid. And at the end of it, he's like, oh, wait. And, and he turns to talk to the lady. She's gone. Now, when this, uh, this was filmed, uh, uh, Randall's actor, Jeff Anderson, refused to, to read the list in front of her and the kid. So they had to leave the room while he read it. And then the actual shots of her face were obtained by just reading the list to her later on while the kid wasn't paying attention. Good. He's <laughs> messed up. That little, little girl was there. Uh, now, Jay is outside, and he's introducing his cousin, Olaf, to some chick. And Jay says he wants to be a metal star. Then Jay tells Olaf to sing Berserker, and we get this beautiful thing. My love for you is like a truck Berserker. Would you like some making fuck Berserker? Did he say making fuck? My love for you is ticking clock Berserker. Would you like to suck my cock, Belzaka? 
So good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, back in the store, Randall poses a question to Dante as to which movie he liked better, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? What say you, Bob? Empire. Return of the Jedi. Dante says Empire had the better ending. Luke uh, gets his hand cut off. He finds out Vader is his father. Uh, Randall then brings up a good point about how when they blew up the Death Star for the first time, it was complete. So the only people that were on it were the bad guys, right? Yeah. Cool. Killed the bad guys. Second time they blew it up, it wasn't done yet. So they probably brought in uh, more skilled techs to get it done, which means when they blew it up this time, the people on it were probably independent contractors. I read a book about that. There's a book about that? There's a book called Death Star where it talks about all the people that work that were working on the Death Star before it blew up. It was pretty good. So this piques the attention of a guy getting coffee. He says he's a roofer. Uh, done and ready home improvements. I wonder if that was an actual company. Yeah, it probably well, it was. was a, yeah, it was a, that guy At was the time. A, that guy was an actual roofer. He says based on personal politics, he can be picky when it comes to certain jobs. Like the time Dominic Gambini needed a roof done. Babyface Gambini, he said. Yeah, the money was right, but the risk was too high, so he passed it to a friend instead. And that friend was shot and killed when a rival family put a hit on Gambini. At his house. At his house the following week. And he didn't even get the roofing job done. He did not. Meanwhile, Jay is just stuffing his face with cakes and donuts during all this. You He's notice that the sign, it says Dave's Cakes because they took Dave and put it over the hostess because they didn't want to give hostess money. <laughs> Dave's Cakes. Vagary. Back in the video store, a woman is trying to get Randall to tell her if the two movies she's holding are any good. Randall blows her off and continues to read the paper. He tells her he doesn't watch movies, and it's the best way to stay out of other people's affairs. It's best to stay out of other people's affairs. She spins around and says, what about these two movies? Randall says, well, those suck. She calls him out and says he doesn't appreciate her attempt at tricking him. Yeah, because they were the same movies. The same movies. She gets pissed and tosses the movies and storms off. Yeah, you're not allowed to write here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. In the background during this, Jay and Silent Bob are standing in the window and Jay is making cock-sucking gestures. <laughs> That's a theme for this movie. Uh, back in the store, Randall and Dante are watching a guy sitting on the floor, eggs sprawled everywhere, all over the floor, trying to get the perfect dozen. Another uh, Walt Flanagan roll. Yeah. This is disgusting. If this was a real thing and a guy, he's taking the eggs out of the carton and placing them on the ground, no. Well, they're eggs. You you eat what's inside Doesn't of Doesn't matter. You, you still got to touch that. You don't have to eat the shells. You don't put food on the floor. It's They're eggs. They come out of a chicken's ass. It's disgusting. Oh, th- what about when he puts one in his mouth? I thought that was hilarious. That's disgusting. That guy's a, he's a criminal. Uh, some lady comes in and they talk about how this guy is probably a guidance counselor. They talk about how worthless guidance counselors are. And she says that that is why she manually masturbates caged animals for artificial insemination. <laughs> Yeah, they call the disease shell-shocked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then the guy starts smashing eggs against the glass door. In complete distress. Yes. Purgation. Then Randall is reading a porn mag, and a little girl, like seven years old, hands him some cash. And without even looking, he hands her a pack of smokes. That she goes out and starts smoking. Yes, with matches. Hilarious. And then the, boy, the boys get into a uh, conversation about jizz moppers. We've had that conversation before. Yes, we have. And how much they get paid. 
Randall says, it's an important job because come streaks if you don't get it off the glass in the nudie booth. Yeah, most most time the people finish right on the window. Yes, that's disgusting. Meanwhile, at this time, the egg guy is back as a different customer, and he says he's never going to shop here again. That's roll number three. That's right. He's very offended. Randall then says, oh, yeah, if you were offended before, you're really not going to like this. As he takes the porn mag he's looking at and shows this guy close-up of a naked pussy. <laughs> I think you could see her kidneys. Yes. Uh, the guy clutches his pearls and ah! leaves. The guy then, uh, the guys then go on and talk about how this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. I think we've all said that once or twice. This job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. Dante then goes on to talk about what certain groups of customers he hates, like the milkmaids, played by Kevin Smith's mom. Nice. The women that uh, that the women that go through all the milk to get that special date. Do you do that? No, no. I don't. Milk is milk doesn't last. Randall says he could do without all the customers in the video store. Which ones? All of them. <laughs> then Veronica surprises Dante with a lasagna for lunch. That's a keeper right there, man. Oh yeah. If your girl brings you lasagna for lunch, goddamn. She says hi to Randall, and uh, Randall replies with thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie says that she's happy that he's calmed down as Randall makes. <laughs> Slurping noises in the background. And you know how he calmed down, right? Randall put it in perspective. At least he was at 36. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she points that out when she's telling him. Yes. You are the last person. Malaise. Dante finds out now that his scumbag boss is in Vermont until Tuesday. And he's, he's stuck there for the rest of the day. I like how the payphone says for employees only. And they still have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> payphone? What's that? He's pissed because now he and Randall can't make the game. He calls to cancel, but he comes up with an idea on the fly. They're going to have the game on the rooftop of the store building. They then have uh, the hockey game on the roof. Well, on rollerblades, this is uh, this rooftop game. Surprise, no one died. Yeah, seriously, you didn't fall through the roof? They're on blades. There's, It's like a six-inch lip. There's no wall. Like half wall, so... Yeah. yeah, were they putting their blades on while they're up there? They yeah. have to be. You have to. I mean, how long can a flat roof actually hold people? Depends. While they're blading? Rollerblading around? Dangerous game. Some customer gets pissed that he can't get his cigarettes. He climbs up the ladder and starts talking shit and critiquing their game. Dante tells him to put up or shut up. And the guy gets, uh, he gets in the game and cross-checks Dante down and then slap shots the ball off the roof and into the sewer in the street. You notice the jersey Randall's wearing is an old CCCP jersey? Yeah. yeah and then the one guy's got a devil's jersey on. That was cool to see. Dante's that. wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins, Penguins. jersey. The uh, away one at the time, the black yes. one. Black and gold. Yeah, me and Bob were uh, big time hockey fans, by the way. And so, Yeah, Dante calls down to the, the street, says, Anyone sees a ball down there? You get a reply from Jay. Just the two biggest pair you've ever seen, Dingleberry. Yes. Yep. They only brought one ball, so the game ends. Yeah. And then they stole, then they were stealing Gatorades the entire time, apparently. Yeah. Harbinger. Next, an older guy comes in looking to use the bathroom. Dante says it's for employees only, but he lets him use it anyway. It's an old guy. Then this guy comes back and asks if he can uh, use a better quality paper. You know, the stuff in the back, it scratches. Dante lets him go, you know, get, get the soft stuff. Then this fucking guy asks for a porno mag. What the hell? Yeah, not just any porno mag. I want the ones in the back. They got the bigger titties. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have that. Thank you, Sonny. The old guy goes back to the bathroom to do his worst. Or his best. Uh, <laughs> Randall then comes in to tell Dante that one of his ex-girlfriends had died. Yeah, one of the illustrious 12. Yeah, mid-backstroke at the Y. Uh, brain aneurysm. As it turns out, like Bob said, it was one of the illustrious 12. Number six, to be exact. Dante gets upset and says he wants to go to the wake, which is today. Randall says he'd like to go, too, because of all the people from school. They'll be there. Dante says, you hate people. Randall, he says, yeah, but I love gatherings. Isn't that ironic? So in the car, they talk about Dante's ex dying in the pool and how embarrassing that is. Not sure how that's embarrassing, but whatever. Randall says, that's nothing. His cousin broke his neck trying to suck his own dick. <laughs> They then talk about if they have ever tried to do that themselves. Dante denies pretty enthusiastically that he's never done it. But eventually he says, yeah, I have. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't get it in. Everyone's tried that. Yeah. If, you're, if you have one. Randall calls him a fucking pervert. Yeah, I've never, I've never <laughs> done like, that. I never did it. What an asshole. The boys then enter the funeral home. And five minutes later, they come running out, being chased by people. And them throwing shit at them as they drive off. If you get the Clerks Expended Edition, they actually animated this whole scene what, of them inside the building. Inside the building. Oh my god! It's worth looking up. I'm not gonna. Dis- I'm not gonna ruin it for yeah, people. Go I, out th- there and listen to it and go see it. It's probably on YouTube. Probably. Perspicacity. They get back to the store and we find out at the wake, Randall knocked over the casket and the body fell out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then Randall's trying to get Dante to lend him his car so he can go rent a movie. Yeah. He works at a video store. He wants to go to another video store. Yeah, well, he works at a shitty video store. He wants to go to a good video store. Dante gives him shit because he works in a video store. In comes a customer who buys a pack of smokes and a paper. And the guys keep talking about the crazy headlines. So Randall spits water in the guy's face to make him leave. This is after (laughs) they have a conversation of saying that... You know, you have a, a duty to do your job. Right. And your duty is going to control what you do. And that's why he spits in the guy's face. Because just because I have a duty and a title doesn't tell me what I can I have to do. There you go. Paradigm. So in walks this douchebag who makes fun of Dante's body. He says he is uh, lifting a gallon of milk and you heard him struggle. Yes. He calls him out of shape. Uh, like Bob just said, he had trouble lifting a gallon of milk. He shames him. In front of this chick that's in, that's there. Then in walks this lawyer-looking guy with a briefcase. He asks for Dante. Tells him that the guy... He asks if he's been here all day. Have you been here all day? Yes, exactly. Dante acknowledges that he has. Then the girl recognizes his name, and it turns out to be one of his exes, Allison's sister. Then the douche is like, oh, I know you. He says he used to bang his girl when they were dating. Caitlin he's talking about. Yeah. Then the lawyer guy gives Dante a ticket for 500 bucks for selling cigarettes to a minor. Yeah, the, the girl, was she was four. <laughs> Dante gets shamed for this by Allison's sister and the douche. Then Caitlin walks in, and we cut to Randall at a nice video store as he drops to his knees in amazement. It's beautiful. It was a great scene. Beautiful. Now uh, Dante and Caitlin are in the video store, and Dante's upset that she didn't tell him about getting married. Uh, she says she wasn't trying to, and it, it doesn't matter, because she doesn't want to marry this guy. The Asian design major, by the way. Dante wants some credit for this, but doesn't get it. Dante says that he wants to date her again, and maybe they could have Ronnie and her fiancé meet. Maybe they would hit it off. 
Dante then offers to take her out on a date, you know, for dinner in a movie. The old Dante Hicks special. Right. She's like, uh, been there, done that. She counters and says, how about we go on a Caitlin Bree walk on the boardwalk? Get naked, somewhere private, date. Yeah. I like that. I like that one. Dante says, I hear that's a kind of popular date. Oh, <laughs> it says that Dante is the reason for her breaking off her engagement. Well, part of it. She says she wants to get back together. Caitlin then accepts Dante's invite for dinner in a movie, but she says she has to go home first to break the news to her fiance. Randall then returns from his trip to the video store, only to return with a Chicks with Dicks video. Best of both worlds. He offers to watch it with Dante. But Dante asks Randall to close up so he can get ready for his date with Kate. Whimsy. So Caitlin comes back to the store looking hot as hell. She talks to Randall while he's watching his show. Kate says it's time to give Dante a serious try and then asks to use the bathroom. Randall says, sure, but there's no lights back there because they stop working at 514 every night. And uh, you know what? And he goes to explain that he uh, wants to have it fixed, but the electrician owes a mo- uh, owns the guy uh, money at the video store, so yeah. the uh, so he won't hire him to do the job. It's ridiculous. Randall then tells Kate that if she breaks his heart, this time he'll kill her. Jeez. Yeah, not that personal. It's because uh, he had him first. Yeah. <laughs> Quandry. So now Dante comes back to the store and Kate is still back there in the bathroom. Randall tells him he should go back there and join her. (laughs) (laughs) Then out comes Kate looking all satisfied. She questions how Dante got out here so fast. He says that he just just got here. What are you talking about? Kate replies with, do you always talk this weird after you violate a woman? Kate says, it's never been like that before. You just sit there perfectly still and let me do everything. She goes on because... The boys are perplexed. She says, she went back there and Dante was already waiting for her. It was so cool he didn't have to say a word. Dante says, it wasn't him. Randall says, it's not him. Caitlin starts to get upset. Yeah, it's not, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. This is not funny. Dante says, are you sure there's somebody back there? Kate says, well, I didn't fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, tells, uh, tells Randall, call the police because someone just raped Caitlin. Yes, exactly. Reynolds says that uh, she just said that she did all the work. Yeah, it tells him to shut up. Yeah, whatever. Turns out the old man from earlier, you know, the annoying guy who wanted the soft tissue and the porn mags and all that, well, he died on the john, and Caitlin fucked him in the dark. Apparently, he was trying to masturbate. Yes. (laughs) Had a heart attack. I mean, she came out looking extremely satisfied. Must have been very well endowed. Oh, I forgot, I forgot in the intro to tell, like, at the end of this recap, we have our alternate endings. Stay tuned. That's no point. Damn it, I fucked it up. The cops come, and they have the old man on a gurney with a sheet over him, and a tent is is pitched. It's, it's very much pitched. Yes. Uh, it's impressive, by the way. Yeah. Good job, old man. Yeah, and, they're, and they're talking to the person there at the crime scene, and she goes, that's not the weirdest thing I've seen. I've seen someone uh, with a broken neck trying to suck their own dick. Exactly. He's looking at you, kid. That's for the old man. So the cop says that Caitlin is going to need years of therapy, and they put her and the dead guy in the same ambulance. <laughs> and as they're getting ready to close the ambulance, 
There, here comes Snowball again. Yeah. <laughs> Wandering in. Ooh. Lamination. Dante is disgruntled and upset over, over the shit that has happened today. Randall tells him if he's not happy working here, quit. Randall goes and says that Dante has been bitching all day about Caitlin and Veronica. He says, you're hung up on a girl from high school. He tells Dante to basically pick one and stick with it. Basically, this segment was all about how Dante is a big pussy and is afraid to change his life. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much straightforward. Pretty much the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Juxtaposition. Mm. Juxtaposition. 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 Now Jay and Silent Bob come into the store. Jay orders some smokes and steals a bunch of five-cent candies from the bin. Gonna sit back, relax, and smoke some weed. Yes. Jay says that he should pay more attention to Veronica because from what Jay sees, she's always doing shit for him, like rubbing his back, bringing him lasagna, and shit like that. Jay then calls Dante a cock smoker. Cock smoking clerk. Yeah, and leaves. But Bob stays back and says to Dante, you know, there's a lot of fine looking women in the world, but they don't all bring you lasagna at work. Most of them just cheat on you. Dante realizes that he loves Veronica. Then, next door, Randall is telling everything to Ronnie, who then goes next door to beat on Dante, kicking him and hitting him with her purse. She's pissed about Kate, and then she says, if you think 37 was a lot, just wait. I'm going to go downtown and put all those hookers to shame with all the dicks she's going to suck. She, <laughs> she gives Dante the riot act. She reveals that Randall told her everything, and that was a pussy move on his part. Dante tries to tell her he loves her, which she promptly replies with a big old fuck you. Yeah, you deserve this one, buddy. Yes. Catharsis. Randall closes up the video store and goes next door, but gets attacked by Dante. They fight throughout the store until they tire out. Dante asks him why he told Ronnie that he was going to go back with Kate. Randall says he thought he was doing him a favor. You know, with all the I can't change shit, quote. Dante then calls out Randall on all the shit he did today. Like being a half hour late to work, knocking the casket over, renting videos at other video stores, getting him fined and ruining his relationships. Dante then says this. I'm not even supposed to be here today. This pisses Randall off. And he calls Dante out on all his shit, like closing the store to play hockey, like closing the store to go to a wake. He goes on how both of them have shitty jobs. And if you're not happy, quit. Randall goes on about how they both suck at their jobs and they look down on, on the people that come in into the store and like they're so advanced. He says, if we're so fucking advanced, why are we, why are we working here? And he storms out. Denouement. Now Dante and Randall are cleaning up. They make up. Dante says he's going to go to the hospital to check on Kate and then goes to and then go talk to Veronica. Randall asks him if he wants to get a bite after he gets off work tomorrow. Dante kind of accepts it. I'll call you later. Randall leaves, grabs the sheet off the shoe with the shoe polish that says that they're open, tosses it to Dante and says, you're closed. Dante then closes the store. That's Clerks. Great movie. Now it's time for alternate endings. What if the mystery ended this way? All right, my first alternate ending, unless you want to go first, Bob. Why don't you go first? I only got one alternate ending. Go ahead, shoot. 
And that's pretty much the store explodes. How does it explode? It just does. It doesn't have to make sense. That's weak. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that doesn't have to make sense. All right. My alternate ending. The Chulies guy, he rats out Randall and Dante the next day because he was pissed for being kicked out. It was secretly spying on them all day. Randall and Dante both get fired and both stores shut up shop because they have no more customers because of how shitty they were treated. Word gets out about the necrophilia. So no, nobody wants to go back. So they close up and that creates an opportunity for Chulies as they buy both buildings and make one big Chulies gum store and a future vape shop. <laughs> That's one. This next one's a little darker. So again, I don't know. Don't turn the volume down. Whatever. So while Caitlin is at the hospital, she realizes that that was the best sex she ever had. No man had ever made her feel that way before. Oh, God. She gets, <laughs> she gets past the death part of it. And when Dante comes to the hospital, she breaks things off permanently. And she immediately goes to school to become a mortician. <laughs> now that sounds like a Kevin Smith film. Oh, my God almighty. All right, now we're going to do uh, reviews from Rotten Tomatoes and Amazon. But first, the positive review. Go ahead. Make my day. This movie has a 90% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 89%. Also, IMDb gives it a 7.7 out of 10. First positive review. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. Smith credits Richard uh, Lankler's Slacker as an inspiration, but Clerk supplies his own subversity, witty take on Generation Next. Nice. Uh, mine's from uh, Amazon. The uh, review title says, Olaf! Berserker. Clerk's rules. Kevin Smith is a genius. I try to think of what the most expensive part of this movie was. My guess is that the hockey game is due to the licensing fees. Who knows? Either way, this movie shows what can be done with a great script and just under $30,000. Emmanuel Levy of EmmanuelLevy.com. Smith dogpiles absurdity and obscenities on top of each other. The dullness of dead-end jobs is brightened by bizarre bits of a fat guy asking for soft toilet paper drops dead on a toilet. Nice. Uh, my next one is Jonathan C Curry. Five out of five. I love this movie. I thoroughly enjoy this movie and have for years. I think Kevin Smith and crew did a great job of capturing the clerk's crowd or people in the service industry and 20-somethings in general. I enjoy the interactions between the characters and the crazy from the left-field topics discussed. For example, Dante and Randall talking about the difference between the Death Star being blown up in Star Wars versus in Return of the Jedi. An individual who happens to be an independent contractor overhears them, joins the conversation, and actually makes a compelling argument. I won't spoil it for you. This movie is not an action-packed rollick. It is... However, a slice of life from the 90s. The focus is on the dialogue and the experiences of the characters throughout their day. Kevin did appear to use friends and local talent as evidenced in the delivery of some of the lines, but I think it added a certain charm to the overall experience. Bottom line, this is one of my all-time favorite movies. If you have seen Clerks 2, do not expect the same thing from this movie. By the time Kevin Smith made number two, his style and skill as a writer-director had really developed. User review, Christian K. Clerks is a hugely crude, lewd, it may not be to everyone's taste, but it's fantastically well-written and apparently funny. 
Kevin Smith's cheap as hell debut film will feature and will strike a tone with anyone who has worked in retail and provides a surprisingly nostalgistic viewing experience with many scenes set in an old video rental store. These days, it's a cult classic, but back in 94, it was raw and seemed to set up a career of excellence for Smith. Promise, which he sadly hasn't really built on. Clerks is still the best, and it's very good. Nice. So we're going to go on to one-star reviews? Yeah, negative reviews. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. All right, I'll go. My first one, headline, waste of time. Reminded me of my kids' plays in middle school. Horrible script writing, and the actors delivered it exactly like it was written. Was it in black and white because they were too cheap to make it in color, or was it supposed to distract you from all the other flaws? I'd give it less than one star if I could. Total waste of time. Jesus. First critic review. Neil Martin of Palo Alto Weekly. In style and execution, Clerks isn't as par with his generational predecessors, but what you can expect from a ex-convenience store jockey, writer, director with a $30,000 budget. Nice. Home movie-like? Wow, I must have taked, taked, it says taked, Ambien before I ordered this mess. Could not stand it and lost interest after 10 minutes. Put a string on it and use it to keep the birds away from my tomato bushes. Wow, did they get what a drunk bitch. before they write that? She taked Ambien, Bob. She, she take the Ambien. She take the Ambien. Ross Anthony of the Hollywood Report card. A script so full of words that it probably rivals the telephone book in size. That's cool. Fucking A. That it? I got one user review. Right. Less N. Massively overrated. There must have been a whole lot of bad movies that year. Jesus. No, there was a whole lot of good movies that year. We'll get into that next. She's alive. Twenty movies of '94 that came out. The top twenty, if you will, according to IMDb. So it's not the actual top twenty, but movies like *Spanking the Monkey*, yeah, *Interview with the Vampire*, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. It's a good one. That was a good movie. Uh, *Dumb and Dumber*. You know, chime in anytime. About that. <laughs> *Dumb and Dumber* was an okay movie. Thank you for saying that because. <laughs> I not, think yeah, well, not a, not really a fan of that movie. Maybe we'll review it one day. Maybe, uh, True Lies. That was a good movie with Arnold, Speed, Keanu Reeves, uh, Body Snatchers, the remake, nineteen ninety three, technically. Clerks, like we just did. Uh, Nobody's Fool, The Lion King, Quiz Show. I don't remember that movie. Uh, that is with uh, the guy from The Natural. Robert Redford? Yes. Yeah, he's in that. Forrest Gump. One of my favorite movies, Natural Born Killers. That was a good movie. Love that movie. Wolf. The one with uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, Red Rock West. No clue. Looks like uh, Nicolas Cage. Hoop Dreams. The Last Seduction. The Professional Ed Wood. Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction. Any of you fucking bitch move! And I'll 
execute every motherfucking last one of you. All right, Bob, you want to do some trivia? Yeah, let's do trivia. Let's go. Trivia time. Let's go. Kevin Smith originally cast himself as Randall, which is why he seems to have all the best lines of the movie. That's interesting. Well, if you're going to make yourself the star, you better make yourself the star. Kevin also said on speaking tours, the reason he cast himself in the movie is that if the movie failed, he was in the movie and he could point it he was <laughs> in a movie. He had one line. My last piece of trivia is Smith worked in the store where they shot the film. The film was shot over 21 street nights and because they were only allowed to film outside of business hours and the fact that they couldn't afford bright enough lights, they had to have a plot device, which is the shutters being closed, so they could not see the nighttime outside. Genius. It's actually a great move. Uh, great idea. Good job. That That's it? trivia for All you guys. Right, nice. All right, Bob. So here's the question. Are we going to shelve it or shove it in the garbage? Well, after watching this movie uh, a few a few dozen times, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was well written. It was funny. It had some very memorable moments. And it has some lines that, you know, I even quote, like, daily. Yeah. So I'm going to put it right on my shelf. I'm going to shelf it. I would have to agree with that. I mean, there were some lines that kind of went on too long. It's, I mean, for his first movie, I think he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, it was a winner. Yeah. So for me, it's right up on the shelf. It's actually, it's actually up there. Yeah, it's right it's there. It's right, right there. there. <laughs> there it is. So we're giving it two thumbs up, five stars, whatever you want to call it. Great movie, great cast, great dialogue. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, we watched it like three times for this. So, yeah. Highly recommend it. If you don't like it, get a sense of humor. That's our take from Flick Magnet Podcast here. So that's the show. Show number one. It's in the books. So, once again... Reach out to us if you want us to do a particular movie. Bob, why don't you read the socials? We're on Facebook at Flick Magnet. Twitter at Flick Magnet Pod. Instagram at, you guessed it, Flick Magnet. <laughs> and our email, FlickMagnetPod at Yahoo.com. All right, stay tuned to, to hear the trailer of the movie we're doing next. All right, guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. <laughs> this is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it.
You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. are dealing with here is a perfect engine uh an eating machine we're not only going to have to close the beach we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark bad fish but i'll catch him and kill him did you hear your father out of the water now this shark swallow you whole you're going to need a bigger boat that's a 20 footer 25 three tons of them Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Jaws. See it before you go swimming. Mm-hmm.